0: Welcome to the live stream, man, I've been having audio issues for the last hour. I've been sitting there fighting it, resetting it, all kinds of stuff, so I don't know what's going on. supposed to have a limiter on this thing, but it's not working for some reason. So anyway, welcome to the live stream. If you're watching the repost, hopefully you skipped that first part. (laughs) Make sure to leave comments, let us know what's going on, how you're doing, all that good stuff. Just... Livestream is mainly about uh, following our passions, developing our passions. For me, it's mainly like YouTube and knife making, but lately I've been getting into cameras and all kinds of stuff. So, do you want to keep your passion as a hobby? Do you want to develop it into something more? Whatever you want to do. So let's get on with this. <laughs> hey, what's up, bootleg blades? Hope everything's going good for you. I don't know why I started doing this man it's like a little tick I got from doing this live stream <laughs> this has been a pretty crazy week once again I only got out one video man I've been working on that heat treat oven and it's been going crazy But I think I got it all under control and everything going good what's up LHI Productions hope everything's going good for you this week It's crazy when everything starts going wrong and then you try to get it figured out <laughs> Nothing seems to be working and we had a pretty bad uh, thunderstorm, I guess it was Friday. It's crazy what life puts into perspective. Blue legs Blades going good, wore out from blacksmith class yesterday, awesome man. I would love to go take a class for uh, blacksmithing or something. Just to try foraging once or twice. I do all stock removal so I've never actually tried to forge anything. That would be pretty exciting to try. But anyway, Friday we had a pretty bad storm and it knocked the power out like two or three times. And I, I was actually editing what was supposed to be Saturday's video. And luckily I got my computer and everything on battery backup. So I had like five or ten minutes to shut everything down and save it. When the power goes out, you just don't realize how much you rely on electricity. Hey, what's up Rhino54? Hope you're doing well too. And it's funny because you know the electricity's out, but every room you walk into, you'll flick the lights on and you'll try to start something up and you forget that, you know, like the refrigerator is on electricity. So if you want to go get something to drink or something, it's like, oh man, you can't open the refrigerator because then everything's going to get warm and get spoiled. And it's just crazy how much we rely on uh, electricity. Now, luckily, these days, we have phones which has the internet, so if you want to, you can sit there and uh, jump in your car and hook up your phone in the car and have internet, but still. Hey, what's up, Stalking Wolf? How's it going? Hope everything's going good for you. I gotta say, I'm a little disoriented. This audio thing has been driving me crazy. And it's worse because I'm looking down right here and I can see my audio, so anytime it goes into the yellow, I get worried, so that's why you keep seeing me step back like this. Because, see, it just went into the red, which it shouldn't be doing, so I don't know what's going on with this audio. Sorry if it's blowing your ears out here and there. (laughs) Another funny thing happened uh, this week. It's like the most ironic things. I guess it's not ironic, but just silly things happen. Like uh, It's springtime, so I'm sitting in my room editing and stuff, And I hear something hit the house. Now, our neighbors are pretty close. Like, I live kind of on a corner. So the neighbor's house is like this, and my house is like this. And I got a huge backyard, but their tree kind of hangs over our house. And I was like, oh, that must be just a limb falling off their tree. You know, springtime, everything's regenerating or whatever. I didn't think anything of it. About an hour later, all of a sudden, I hear something rolling across the roof. And I'm like, we usually don't get animals up on the roof. And a squirrel wouldn't be heavy enough to make that kind of noise. I'm in taking care of my mom and stuff. Her bedroom is the back room. So her window looks out to the neighbor's house. And all of a sudden, I look down and I see this kid. He's like five years old, just hucking things. It's a walnut tree that's hanging over. So, you know, they have those big pods. So I guess he made a game of trying to get the walnut pods up on the roof. So I'm like, oh, what's this kid doing, you know? I immediately run out. My first experience as the grumpy old man. And the mother's standing there, and I'm like, can you tell your kid not to throw stuff at my house anymore? (laughs) It's like, oh, man. There's the grumpy old man. They've lived here 20 years or something. But I don't think it was actually the daughter. It might have been like uh, the son's kid or something. But I was just like, man. After I turned around, and decided, I was like, oh, man, I'm getting old. I'm turning into the grumpy old man. I mean, come on. The kid's throwing big old walnut pods in our house. <laughs> the thing that worried me is, like I said, the window's right there to my mom's room. If he misses the roof or whatever, and it smashes through the window, my mom's going to be covered in glass. For guys that are new here, my mom's, you know, had a stroke three years ago and basically can't get out of bed. So that's why I have time to make knives and do videos and all that because I take care of her twenty four seven. It just was so funny after I came back in. Ruger twelve, what's up? How's it going? But it's like, man, here we go. I'm gonna be forty eight in August. I'm already turning into the old man of the neighborhood. <laughs> SLG Foxy, hey, how's it going? Glad to see you back on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, and another way, I knew I was getting old. So I had these glasses on and I was setting everything up. And I reached for these glasses to put, I was like, oh, man. Now I know I'm getting old. <laughs> I never even wore glasses until like two or three years ago. <laughs> Finally got the old man haircut. Because the lady that comes in and bathes my mom and takes care of her, she also cuts hair. But she's been too busy lately. It's like, man, my hair just gets out of control. I was one of those kids where, you know, my hair didn't grow down. My hair grew out. Starting in like 2005, I never had long hair. So I was like, I'm just not going to cut it. I'm not going to brush it. And I had dreads. I'm sure there's pictures around. I had dreads like down to here, and I didn't even tie them off or anything. My hair just grew out that way into these big fat dreads. Yeah. <laughs> and the older ladies would be like, Oh, I would love to have curly hair like that. And I hated it, but <laughs> now it's great because I got really thick hair where I see a lot of guys going bald and all that. And then people are like, Oh, but your hairline's receding. It's like, Yeah, but look at my pictures from seventh grade I had to, I just have a big forehead I don't have a forehead I got a five head <laughs> the title of this video is called what has Work for me and I kinda split it down because I think a lot of people misinterpret tutorials because I know I do too if you watch my stuff it's me like you know when I'm grinding a bevel or I'm making a knife or when I'm doing something about YouTube or anything that's just stuff that has worked for me, my interpretation of what I do to make things work. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm telling you this is how you have to do it. And I was watching uh, this guy that uh, does a lot of photography, James Popsy, I think his name. I'm horrible with names. His new video was, you know, what rules not to follow in photography. I've said this a lot of times, it's like, a lot of people have this idea where you have to do everything this way or not do it. <laughs> Rhino right 54, my forehead retreated over the top of the neck, <laughs> to the nape of the neck. I can't read. So, <laughs> yeah, I got lucky. I went through my first 20 years with a big old afro. At least I still have some of my hair. I've shaved my head too for The whole 90s, I think that's why my hair got straighter because from like 91 to like 2001, I just shaved my head completely. Like you can see here, it's pretty much shaved. I didn't even pay people to do it. I just did it myself. Just broke out the clippers and shaved my own head. I'm used to being ugly. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I've got personality. (laughs) Right? The hair is the least of my problems, you know, I ain't got no teeth, my arms don't stretch out, my hands are so busted I can't even stretch them out. You just gotta make it through life and uh, (laughs) do the best you can. Now, of course, the arm and my teeth and my hands are are self-inflicted. I wasn't born that way, so. Yeah, bootleg blades. Man, that beard you have, whew. I'm lucky when I can grow about this much of a beard. And on my face in here... I have to shave because it's all just splotches. I can't grow anything full. In fact, I just shaved last night. So if you watch like Wednesday's video, that's probably like three weeks worth of growth on my face. (laughs) I'm like a little kid when it comes to growing a beard. (laughs) I think that's one thing I would tell myself. You always say, oh, if you could go back, what would you tell yourself? I wouldn't be like anything philosophical. I'd be like, Cut your hair short. It stays straight. That way you get rid of that big old afro on your head. (laughs) Girls might pay attention to you. (laughs) Because, you know, when you're in high school, you want to do it your way. I always wanted to grow long hair. and I didn't grow long hair. I grew out hair. (laughs) It doesn't look right. Now, when I'd get a girlfriend, they'd always want me to cut my hair, but... You know, oh, I'm not doing what, I'm not listening to you, I'm doing it my way. <laughs> but I completely just got off topic, huh? But yeah, so, when you're watching stuff, like uh, tutorials, or, well, I'm making a knife or something, I'm showing you how I do it, and what has worked for me, and how I've learned to do it. Now, these are great guidelines, just like any other tutorial on any other subject, whether it's YouTube, knife making, photography. These aren't really rules. Now, a lot of people call them rules. You know, I see seeing, like, camera stuff. Oh, these are the rules you have to follow to be a, be a good photographer. Or, these are the rules you have to follow to make your hobby better. But rules are the wrong way to look at things. These are the ideas that have worked for these people. And most likely, these people have learned... That from someone else. And so on and so on down the line. <laughs> Rhino 54. When furniture is ugly, they double the price and say it has charm. Well, man, I got a lot of charm. <laughs> you know, I was talking to that James Popsey. It's like, for some reason, everyone... It, it really doesn't matter the subject, whether it's knife making. You know, people have this idea where it has to be all or nothing there never seems to be in between of any of that stuff you either follow all the rules and man, if you go back for the last you know whatever live streams when I was doing all that tips on YouTube and stuff and how to be a better YouTuber and all, man I fell right into that trap because that's what I was doing you know oh, I had to do this this way and I had to do this this way but that wasn't my way of doing it now lately I haven't been putting out as many videos but I've been spending more time on the content of my videos, if that makes sense. And I haven't been following all these rules and all that. And yes, some of this has dropped and all that. And the analytics have gone this and that. But inside, as a person, I'm happier. Because I found that balance of, oh, well, I'm doing this for me. And I'm doing this for other people. But it can all help us all together, if that makes sense. This whole all-or-nothing philosophy is something we got to get out of. I've talked about Casey Neistat a lot. You see a lot of people trying to be Casey Neistat because this is the way he does it. You have to do that. Or Peter McKinnon. Oh, I want to do b-roll like this. I have to do this like this and this like that because that's what's made them successful. But on the other hand, yes, that's what's made them successful. Now, you can piggyback on them. I don't know. you got to find your own ways. So when you're watching tutorials, try this and do what they're telling you to do, but also find your own ways. You know, and I've said that when I was showing you how to design a knife. I don't give my designs because I want you to learn how to design your own knife. Find the few knives you want, find the different parts, and make those parts your own until you realize and get your voice. You know, and it goes for anything. Music. If you listen to my music... It's listenable, but there's always these little things that are just quirky and off about it because that's what I enjoy doing. I don't know where I got it from. I guess it's because I've always been the weird kid. You see people and they're like, oh man, we got to follow this trend. we got to do this. Even if I try to do it like other people, there's something in my mind that is like twisted. It. So it's like, it makes it my own because I learned a long time ago you know, you get lonely and you, you feel uh, ostracized and all that, but when you make your own path, it's more rewarding. Now, yes, people are going to be like, oh, you're crazy, you're out of your mind, you're doing things wrong, blah, 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 but at least you know you're doing it for yourself. Defiant Knife LLC, we're all weird kids here, bro. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> Glad you stopped me there. <laughs> Bootlegs, blades. I'm normal. Everyone else on the planet are the weird ones. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, you'll notice I've been like on this purple kick. Like even these shorts. These shorts are purple. Now they're not as purple as my pants, but uh, you know, I had this girl come up to me. And she's like, "Oh man, I love your style. I wish I had the the nerve to go out like that." And it's like. Why are you making yourself miserably wishing that you could do something? Just do it. Who cares? That is the uh, upside of always being the weird kid that you really don't care what other people think. Of course, you kind of care what your peers think and you kind of have to decide, okay, are they talking to me from a caring point where, yeah, you need to change this because you're messing up your life and you're not going anywhere, or are they saying this from a point that's like you need to change this because uh we don't want to be seen with you and honestly if they're saying it because of that reason they're really not your friends people usually accept you for who you are or they shun you one or the other (laughs) like I said that kind of went on a dark turn but we'll get off that it started with giving advice or taking advice just realize. That these things that people call rules or, or you have to do it this way or you have to do it that way are only being said because that's how they've been taught. If you want to do something different, do it different. If you see me grinding a knife and you're like, oh man, I wouldn't grind it like that. Well, don't grind it like that. The biggest thing for me was failure. And it was a big thing to try to overcome and try to fight. Because it's like, oh, if I do it a different way, I might fail at doing it. Like this heat treat oven. I've been succeeding, failing, succeeding, failing, succeeding. I've almost got it done. Boom! All I gotta do is weld the top pieces on and all that. Yeah, man, we're getting there. <laughs> I had to drag the welder from this room in here. That's why this is right behind me. Cause I'm so glad I put made this cart right here on wheels. So I can move it out of my welding way and all that. That's what the video is. It was supposed to be for yesterday. But I only got it three quarters of the way done. And I could have put it out. But it would have been a subpar video. And then I would have had to make the video to finish it. And all that. I figured I'll just finish it later today or tomorrow. And put it out then. Man. When I hooked that that little oven up. It was pulling 30 amps. It got up to 1500 degrees. 1500 Fahrenheit in two minutes. Which. Sounds good, but man, that's just drawing way too much power, so I bought some resistors, and that's going to be part of the wiring. Oh, and if you guys watched that last video about the heat treat oven, where I'm like, I'm sure once I buy, you know, because I had to buy all these new things, it's like, once those things show up, I'm sure everything else will. I'll find. Sure enough, the thermal paste and the screws were right under this desk. Had them up here for some video, and they slid off and went under the desk. So, yeah, right after the other stuff showed up, boom. (laughs) It's like, man, isn't that the way, that damn Murphy's Law? (laughs) Defiant knives. failures are the best lessons. Lessons you hate, but are valuable nonetheless. Man, you got that right. I'll tell you what, I'll be honest. Failure has held me back from so many things. Because I've always been the kind of person that's like, you have to do it perfect, or you don't do it all. And that's that middle ground I've been trying to find. It's so cliche. I've just like fallen in love with that saying if you haven't failed, you aren't trying hard enough. And sure enough, failure stings, especially when you get like 95% of the way done and you fail or mess something up. Those are the ones that sting badly. But speaking of 95% of the way done, I'm almost done with the fillet knife. I got the Kydex started yesterday. I didn't make a video. I figured I'd just start doing some work that's not video related. If I can get this sucker out. Yeah. The handle's almost finished. We can get in the light there. I'm trying a few new polishing techniques, which uh, really scare me because, like I say, trying new techniques on things that are almost done, if you mess them up, it hurts. I still have to do the Kydex for this one. This one's doing pretty good. And this one too. Boom. All the wooden ones I'm trying to get the Kydex done for. So that's all behind me. (laughs) Well, not behind me. I was actually watching Simple Little Lodge videos. Because I remember he did something about making a a Kydex thing to make a holster pouch for. Because with these taco sheets, you drill the holes and it's hard to make them hang on your belt. He had this thing where he takes Kydex and he puts a piece of G10 under it and he forms it to it so that way you can make the clip so it stands out. Because on all my knives, like small knives like this, I usually put the hole here and then I dangle a loop so it's dangling upside down like that off my belt. That way I can just pull it down and out. I had a funny thought, another funny thought, Of course, I'm sitting here looking at my uh, notes. (laughs) I can't think. That saying, it says, if you do what you love or if you find something you love that you can do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I understand where that's coming from. And I've even said it, believe me, I've said it plenty of times. Oh, man, I love knife making. So if I do what I love, I'll never work a day in my life because I enjoy it so much. But you know what? That's complete BS. The thing is, if you find something you love, you got to work three times as hard so you don't have to work at anything else. Because working for yourself doesn't mean you go to work at 9, you come home at 5, you get that paycheck that you know you're going to get because you worked your 40 hours. No. You know, you wake up at 7 a.m. If you're lucky, you get to take a lunch break at noon, a dinner break at 6. But usually it means you grab something out of the microwave, eat for 10 minutes, and get back to work. Like that saying, you either work 40 hours for someone else, or you work 80 hours for yourself. That saying that you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I understand where it's coming from, but yeah, it's complete BS. <laughs> you have to work harder if you want to do something for yourself. Some of you guys that haven't been here... For that long, uh, I used to talk a lot about Gary V. If you don't know who Gary Vee is, he's this inspirational speaker. And man, he's like a no BS guy. He cusses, he tells you, you're not doing stuff, you're just making excuses. and Basically, the whole term hustle porn came from Gary Vee and a few others. So he's like, man, okay, if, if you want to work for yourself, but you don't have the money, Go find another job, and work that job, and then when you get off your 8 hour job, you got 24 hours a day, what are you doing for the other 10 hours or whatever? Well, of course, because you have to sleep 6, but man, I got really caught up in him for a while. The thing is, it's so inspirational and makes you so motivated, it can almost push you to burn out. If you watched a bunch of my live streams from a long time ago, a couple months ago, Man, I was like really pushing and working 18-hour days and barely sleeping and just overdoing it. But I realized it wasn't Gary telling me to do something. It was me being like, oh, this is what I have to do. And that kind of goes back to the rules thing where you have to either do it, you know, you have to find the in-between. But I'll tell you what, whenever you're feeling uninspirational and uh, not... At your best, turn on a Gary V video and then he'll just get you inspired again. But the thing is, Gary V, you can't watch every day. On Instagram, he puts out 30 pieces of content on Instagram every day. He has like three channels that he puts out videos on. And if you get caught up in the Gary V world, you'll burn up. You got to realize, man, I'm being someone I'm not. That self realization that Hey, he was born with this. This is how he works. I'm not that way, or I would be the one up there telling people how to do this. If that makes sense. If you watch his channel or whatever, like, I'd say once every two weeks, maybe once a month. Whew, man, he gets you motivated. Because think about watching it, this is where I learned about uh, being repetitive. For a while, I think I even did a live stream about being in a rut. You're not really in a rut, that's just your style. If you do things over and over and over, that's the way you make yourself better. Even like putting out videos, okay? A few people said, oh, doing life-making videos, it's the same thing over and over and over. I want to expand to other things. But that over and over and over is your style. It defines who you are, it defines how you get better, how you relay your message better to other people. But if you do that every day, every day, every day, it just gets, man, almost overwhelming. And that's how Gary Vee is. If you watch him every day, all day, you just get so caught up. There was a point where I wasn't even sleeping because a lot of times my brain doesn't turn off. So I'll like listen to something, like a podcast or something, and turn all the lights off. But he gets you motivated so you can't sleep again. And it's like, ah, I just need to stop watching him for a month. Then you go back and it's like, oh, that motivation comes right back at you. But it's that whole balance. you got to find out who you are as a person. Because that's the thing. With all this advice he was giving, it's like, oh, I'm not that extroverted person. I'm not that person that goes out and gets things. I'm a very introverted person that loves talking in front of a camera. And if you put me on a stage, I'm great. But when it comes to reaching out to people and, and talking to people and pushing myself Out there, I'm not that person, and if I try to be that person, I get depressed or I get discouraged. Things just start going bad when you watch things you know, watch tutorials or watch things. It really helps you not in the way a lot of times it's intended if you look at it the right way. I said this plenty of times when I'm talking about stuff like this, this is how my mind works and and things for me. Now, some people. If they want to learn something, they have to learn it note for note, just like someone else. And that's fine. If that's who you are, just be honest with yourself and honest with that and know that's how you are. And don't try to be me where, oh, I don't want to do it exactly this way. I want to do it some other way. It's all down to figuring out how things work best for us. Stalking Wolf, have you tried the 2x72 Scotch Brite? yeah in fact uh that's what i did all these on with the scotch brite the only thing about scotch brite anyway let me put this down i think i said in the last video if you look at this you see that crisp line right here that crisp bevel line and how nothing is distorted up here and nothing is faded i did this with a trizac and a regular belt and a cork belt now if you look at these two knives see this see this right here see this faded look that's what a scotch brite does because they're so thick you don't have precision with a scotch brite in fact i'm going to have to re-dip these once i get the heat treat oven stuff done Man, that pollen is killing me. I'm all You can probably hear me wheezing. <laughs> I'm going to have to re-dip these and re-stone wash these. Now, if you want like a full satin finish, where the bevels are satin and the flats are satin, man, Scotch-Brites are awesome for that. But when you want like a two-tone or you want precision ground stuff, Scotch-Brites are amazing for bringing it off. But when you want two-tone and stuff like that, They can really blur the lines. I mean, can you see the difference in that? Look at the top of the bevel. Look how clean that bevel is on the recurve. And look how, like, dull and faded it is up here. that makes sense. They work best on flat grinds. It's not the grinds. These two blades are flat grinds. The type of wheel or the type of platen doesn't really have anything to do with the way the belt reacts with the knife other than hollowing out concaving it out or making it flat in fact look at here this right here is a hollow grind this right here is a flat grind they're both nice and crisp so it's not the belt doesn't matter (laughs) bootleg blades yeah they wash out the lines exactly I'll tell you what when you get up to like a 400 grit. And then you use the Scotch Brite. So you can even see it on here. I didn't even. Uh, I didn't even stone marsh this yet. But you can see. Hopefully you can see. How it's faded that line right there. See like that. See how it's pushed over. Scotch Brite really make things pop. So I would suggest. What I've been doing lately. If you don't like hand sanding. Because that's what that whole last video was. You know. Go up to like a 400 grit on your belts. Take your Scotch-Brite. Finish your flats and everything on your Scotch-Brite. And then come back to like a, a 400 or a 600 with a cork belt or a Trizac. And crisp those lines back up. I think I said that in that last video. Now I hate hand sanding. But I'm going 10 steps out of my way not to hand sand. So I'm spending like 2 or 3 hours on the grinder extra. Just so I don't have to hand sand something. <laughs> Teach their own. I'm still trying to experiment with it because I still have to re-dip these and I've actually got some thousand grit belts, just regular thousand grits uh, aluminum oxide and twelve hundred grit aluminum oxide, and I think even twenty five hundred. And I haven't tried them yet, so I want to see how these work. Cork belts are pretty good. Each belt has its place. It depends on what look you're going for some people love hand sanding, and when you hand sand, you do get that nice, let me see if I got that, if you notice I don't do hand sanding anymore on the videos, but, <laughs> this one, like see when you hand sand, you have no grind lines, you got that nice beautiful finish, and it only takes half as long, now it might take twice to work, but it really doesn't take that much, but you see? See how like on here, even on this, uh, well, you can't really see the grind lines. If you're up close, you kind of see grind lines right there. But on this, no grind lines. It's nice. It's not even a mirror finish. It's just satin. So hand sanding does give a better finish. And you don't have to sit there and go up in belts and back down in belts. Well, actually, I take that back. When you're hand sanding and you get up to like an 800 grit, all of a sudden you see these little scratches that weren't there before. You do have to go back down. Bootleg Lake yeah, he has cork belts but hasn't used them. See, the thing about uh, cork belts is you need to take a piece of steel and kind of wear them in before you use them on your knife. And cork belts you can also put compounds on, like the green compound. Once you kind of wear down a cork belt, I saved that for my polish because the thing about that compound is once you put it on a belt, it's going to be on that belt for every knife and you might not want it. Now you could get like 3 or 4, 6 or 800 grit belts and use one for polish and one for not just like you can do with buffing wheels and stuff like that. Have your different polishes on different belts. I haven't gotten that far with them yet. I used to use cork belts all the time but I haven't used them in a long time but they are nice. You just have to wear them in a little bit with a piece of steel. Unlike a ceramic belt, where you know you want to try to save as much of that as possible, I still see a lot of people that use aluminum oxide instead of ceramics for putting in the. I want to say primary grind, but you know, like your preheat treat, your first grind. If that's the way you do it, you know the way I see it, aluminum oxide belts are like two fifty a piece. Now, you get a VSM from two grid abrasives for five bucks a piece. Ceramics last four times as long. To me, that's the math is just there that you buy ceramics. Now, once I get over 220, that's when I start using aluminum oxides. You know, there's people that are like, oh, man, I'll hog it out. But the heat alone out of aluminum oxide, you start wearing it down a little bit, man, you just get all this heat. But... Some people just use them that way better. I don't know. Everyone has their own preferences. It's just like, (laughs) it goes back to what I was saying before. You know, if I tell you, only use ceramics because that's the way you have to do it, then uh, I'm wrong. Aluminum oxides might be great for you. Whatever your grinder does might not be fast enough or uh, have enough torque to really cut in with the ceramics or something. Try it out. A lot of people are like, man, I just don't see spending twice as much. You know, I don't get twice as much out of a belt. You know, use what works. For me, all I know is I can get like two or three knives out of a ceramic and put it on the sides for doing 90s and all that and get even more out of it. You know, I got ceramic belts all over the place. Where if I try to use an aluminum oxide, within 10 minutes, all of a sudden my knife's too hot to even hold, and I don't wear gloves. That tells me something right there, but... All right. (laughs) I think that's about it. Start winding this down. I got a few other subjects, but I'll save them for next week, just in case I don't have anything to come up with. (laughs) Because that was actually one of my topics, how to find ideas. Because lately I've been feeling like, man, I'm running out of things to say on the live streams. (laughs) I think it was just because last Sunday was Easter, and a lot of you guys were with your families, which I hope you had a great Easter and all that. Even though I realized it, there's this weird thing in my brain where even though I'm saying it and I realize it, there's the other part of my brain that's like, oh, you did something wrong. You know, there's always that negative part of yourself where it's like, even though you know the reason and know you did everything possible, there's always that little doubt part of your brain that's like, oh, you messed something up or it's your fault or blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But anyway... Thanks everyone for uh, showing up and stopping by. I didn't see Aaron or uh, Chip here this week. I'm sure they'll show up in a little bit. I hope everyone's doing well and hope everyone had a good weekend. Of course, I got to do my shilling part. The new shirt, here's the new shirt. It's up on my website. This is actually like a charcoal. Let me see if I can tone this blue light. It's like a charcoal color. It's not black. And there's a bunch of colors. There's... There's two different shirts. This is actually the cheaper one, which is still pretty nice. And then there's the one I was wearing in Wednesday's video, which is like a tri-blend, which is a little bit more expensive. But, whew, man, you could definitely feel the difference. But they're both nice shirts. But anyway, yeah, I got a few colors in this one. I feel like going to the website and picking one up. The website's either up here or I always put it down in the description. I've got... Two knives, I think, that are up on my website, and hopefully pretty soon, like, four or five more, <laughs> if I can ever get away from the oven and get these finished. 1248 in California. Whew, man, California's one place I'd love to go. I've never been farther than Milwaukee, but, <laughs> Anyway, thanks for showing up, everyone. If you just come here for the live stream, then I'll see you next Sunday. If you're here for knife making and stuff, then I might put out the video Tuesday since it's like three quarters done and the oven's almost done and all that. But if not, you know, it'll be out Wednesday and hopefully I can get back to the jamones for Saturday and get all back in track and figure everything out and all stuff like that. Alright, thanks guys. I really appreciate all the support and all the help. Hope everyone's having a great day and as always, take it easy.